salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, the Commission, and today could be a joyful day for you or it could be a sad day for you. Either way, we are taking the time out to acknowledge and remember one year ago the life of George Floyd that was taken from him so quickly due to police brutality and systemic racism. I am still saddened that we are talking about this. I'm still saddened by what we've seen on police cameras and what we've seen from people's cameras regarding the death of George Floyd. And it's still amazing that we're talking about this a year later because there have been so many other cases that involve other black men and women that have fallen under the same demise of evil, roguish, cops that feel as though they have to go above and beyond the call of duty to either serve justice or just make a point. And the point that seems to be made every time is that we are in control of you. The police are powerful. We are in control and we will do anything and everything we can to make the statement that you will not get over on us. And whether that is something that is preached, whether that is something that is taught, coached, or practiced somewhere within the police force, it's something that still stems today from coast to coast. When you're talking about policemen and how far they take their job when it involves innocent, unarmed black men and women. Doesn't make the age, doesn't necessarily matter where, gender, they believe in their mind that the actions that they've done, the actions that they have used to put this together, where somehow a black man or black woman is killed in the line of duty, is justified. And as black men and black women and brown men and black and brown women have seen for the last year, two years, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. (laughs) We can go back to 100 years for those that can remember that far back. Nothing much has changed other than the way everything is exercised today because everything is recorded. Everything is seen. Everything is basically broken down. From second to second, how this unfolds how we can somehow find a way to do some type of evil to make the point, to make it clear that we cannot stand the sight of a black man or woman that feel as though they have all the rights in the world to get over on us. Now, that could be a very loose exaggeration of what we may see or hear on TV, but I'm not far from the truth. And it's the fact that when we see situations, scenes, scenarios like this, it still drives us crazy because it seems as though for as many times as we can protest, talk about, take a knee over situations that involve these young men and women that have died 
by police force. It still falls on deaf ears as to what is being done about it to make sure something like this isn't done again. And I've heard everything on TV. I've, I've, I've heard people speak out. I've, I've heard a number of um, people of the cloth. I've heard reverends. I've heard uh, chaplains. I've heard uh, bishops. I've, I've heard people speak up on these matters just today. And the message still sounds clear as a bell. We will not stop until we know that each and every policeman that's on the force that continues to exercise this type of control is released, removed. And you know what? I'm for everybody that can actually find a way to get each policeman and women that do these type of things on a daily, weekly, monthly basis removed from the police force because it's something that we don't need in this time and this day and this age where we're constantly worried about what may happen to us on our ride home from work, from leisure, from a sporting event, from hanging out with your friends. It almost doesn't make a difference what it is that you're doing. It's the fear that we don't know what's going to happen to us. And I got to believe when you're talking about George Floyd and what happened to him a year ago, you could tell by the look on his face, he knew something bad was going to happen. Nothing that he said or did made the police think twice about what was happening to him or why it was happening to him. He hadn't done a thing to have to have himself handcuffed to the ground, subdued, and then have this man's knee on his neck. His death is in vain for because of the fact that he did nothing wrong. The fact that we're talking about this a year later and we still see people falling to these policemen is a crime in itself. It destroys us. It breaks us down. It makes us so deranged. It makes us so angry. It gets us to a point where we are ready to fight. We are ready to strike the next person that we see because we can't figure out for the life of us why nothing is being done about it now. Somebody brought up the point today that there are changes being made, but that the changes will take some time. Well, you know what? You may be right about that. But the problem here is that we have wasted so much time waiting for change. We want to see action now. We want to see justification now. We want to see people being accountable for these wrongdoings now, right now. Those that have listened to my trailer, to my show, the Kneel Down podcast, this is where it stems from. In the trailer, it says the time to take a knee starts now, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year. It starts now. The voices of those people that are going through such pain and trauma, it starts now. The people that have to constantly watch their family members fall short due to police brutality. It starts now. Congress and decisions that they make to make sure that they pass these reform bills starts now. I don't know if we can wait 
another day or two or have to wait time after time for these actions to be taken care of. There's some of us that are impatient of how long it takes for these people to get this moving. And Congress is still on the fence about a lot of these uh, policies that we're trying to put in place. Listen, if it means having to save the life of an innocent person, it's well worth the time to put it into, into effect. To make sure that the laws are passed so that people like George Floyd or people that look like George Floyd do not have to suffer the same consequences. Interesting enough, I was listening to ESPN. I'll just throw ESPN out there because I'm pretty sure I was listening to him at the time that this came up. And ESPN, someone of the commentators was on a, a morning show and, and brought up the question about how the George Floyd death plays a role in sports. And how, even after a year, does it play a role in sports? And, and, and let's, be, let's be honest, I don't think there's a set answer to that. I don't think you can really answer a question like that because it plays a bigger role everywhere we go. It's just the fact that when you talk about sports, we do have family members that look like George Floyd. We have friends that look like George Floyd. We have brothers and sisters that resemble George Floyd. We have neighbors that resemble George Floyd. It's the fact that if you are a African-American playing any type of sport in the United States, from the NFL to the NBA, tennis, golf, baseball, hockey, what have you, they are, there are family members that we know of that resemble, look like, characterized, could be characterized as a George Floyd. Meaning it affects all of us. The NFL create its new slogan of it takes all of us. Why? Because it affects everybody, whether they are a part of the family or not whether they have any bloodline to us or not. It's the fact that when we see this on TV, we can understand the, the, the grief. We can understand the plight. We can understand the frustration. We can understand the irritation that comes from policemen constantly badgering, assaulting, brutalizing young black men and women. And they will find any means to justify the ends and even if it means having to take a life it's the fact that they know that the system has them covered so that they don't have to fear the repercussions the interesting thing about the Derek Chauvin case is the fact that there was enough evidence based on what we saw on a camera to get him guilty now, if you figure if there was no camera involved, just how long would he be guilty of his crimes? Would he have been found guilty? But this is where we are. We're in a position where unless it's being recorded, there is no telling how far these cops can go. And no, it's not all cops. 
but it's the fact that these evil cops, these racist, bigoted cops, these prejudiced cops exist and they feel as though they have to use their own power. They have to use their own order, their own control to make the statement. Whether the statement is they hate us, whether the statement is you're not going to get over on us, it's exercised randomly. And that is what bothers us today because we can't figure out why. George Floyd probably had nothing on him other than maybe his wallet and his pride. This man had no weapon. They didn't find a weapon on the scene. There was no sign of drugs on the scene. Yet we could somehow find a way to make it seem as though George Floyd was the one responsible for this. His death came because of whatever medication he was taking. No, don't try that. We don't fall for that because we realize that whether he was on medication or not, what explains this man's knee on his neck? This is what's so significant about George Floyd and the fact that we're remembering this man a year later is because we saw for ourselves that nothing justified the death of this man. And the fact that we could sit here and say this a year later means that there's been a number of years of people that have fallen under the same problem, the same demise. Whether it been a foot on someone's neck or a bullet to someone's back, it's the fact that it's happened and we have to believe it's happened so many times before. What can be done? In the role of sports, nothing. Other than what we're doing now, which is what I'm doing right now, and that's speaking up. We can all learn to speak up. Not wait a week. Not take this time by time whenever you feel the time is right. If you can voice your opinion now, if you can be a, 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 a voice to so many others that don't have a voice, do it. It makes all the difference in the world on how fast we can make changes. We can progress as a unit. We can progress as a country. So much is going on in this world. And I know we concentrate a lot on black lives. But what's so significant about this is that it's the black life that seems to be the most expendable. It doesn't really make a difference what we do. It's the fact that it's just so simple to find any type of just cause to take a life. Nobody feels good about that. Nobody should feel good about that. Nobody should be giving praise to policemen and women that feel like they've done their job because when it came to stopping somebody at a traffic light, you had to shoot them as opposed to tasing them. I don't feel good about that. And there's many people out there that don't. Doesn't make a difference to color. Murder is murder. Racism is racism. It's the fact we need to end it. And I understand ending it is a tall order. So much more has to go into it other than what I might say tonight. But it's the fact that if one person can talk out about it, then there's many people that can talk out about it. 
That's why the protesting is so significant. That's why when we talk on the radio, it's so significant because we're not just reaching out to those that are talking about those that are in the protest. We're talking about others that may want to protest. And maybe they're indecisive about what they want to do for themselves because they're not sure if what they're doing is for the right cause. Well, let me tell you something tonight. I'm doing this because I feel like it's for a right cause. And may this reflect sports or not. I know what the NBA did. I know what the WNBA did. I know what the NFL has done. I know what these sporting events have been doing because it's for the right cause. There's got to be ways where we could speak up, where it's peaceful enough just to make the point. We don't play a, a, a game today. We don't play the football games today. We don't play the basketball games today. Fine. We don't play baseball today. We don't do soccer today. Fine. We're not going to do the golf tournament. That becomes a question mark. But if we don't do it, fine. It's the fact that we have to make this known that for what happened to George Floyd a year ago, we don't want to see happening again from this point on. Even if we have to talk about this five years from now, it's the fact that we have to continue to talk about it because more needs to be done to make sure that other people understand what this cause is truly all about. So says the commission. So many people need to take accountability for what they've done. To see people mistreated for no reason at all still burns me. I think about the many men and women, family members, friends, neighbors that I see on a daily basis. And I wonder if that day, if this day, if today is the day we may have to answer to a bigger authority. And the bigger authority I'm referring to is the police. The higher authority is of course the inevitable but I pray and I continue to pray for those that I know that may at some point might have to face time with some deranged or upset or angry policeman then it really becomes a question how do we get out of this how do we handle this so that we keep our lives and that we can go home with either a ticket or a reprimand or a warning where it doesn't have to go to an extreme. That's always going to be my biggest fear moving forward. But I feel good today because I have taken the time out to at least recognize the fact that when we're talking about George Floyd, we're talking about success at the same time. Taking a knee makes a big difference. The time to take a knee does start now. But the need doesn't have to symbolize inferiority. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to symbol uh, vulnerability. To take a knee could mean progress. It could mean success. It could mean excellence. It could mean victorious. It, it could mean a number of things that we know are for the right reason, a positive reason. And that's why this podcast is so special. It does concentrate on sports, but it concentrates a lot on other things that either relate to sports 
are somehow come hand in hand with sports. And I'm proud enough to say that when you're talking about the black community, this show symbolizes just that. And it just so happens that when you're talking about the black community, we're talking about players, athletes that play in these sporting events that we have now. It's amazing. We can see people take a knee. We can see people hold their heads high, but hang their heads low in silence when we see such crimes like this exist. We have to continue this. We have to do better. With that being said, I want to say thank you again for listening to my podcast. It means that much to me. This is a special podcast that I'm doing this evening in commemoration of George Floyd, but to the other fallen black men and women over the last year or so, or many years, that did not have an effect like the effect we have right now. With that being said, I am the Commish, and you have been listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I hope everybody enjoys the rest of this wonderful week. It is getting warm, but continue to stay safe. Please continue to get vaccinated. I'm out.